It comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, and I bet you've heard some of these verses at least a couple times. Uh, Jesus is talking to a Pharisee named Nicodemus, and um, they're having a conversation. And Jesus says to him, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, and the, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. You shouldn't be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases. You hear its sound, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You're Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? I very, very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we've seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I've spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Let's do this together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Good morning, church. That's kind of a big song. Um, let, me, let me get my head right. We've been going through a series over the last few weeks, uh, although we did take a little pause last week as we had the children's program. But the week before that, the week before that, we've been talking about some Christmas traditions. Uh, we talked about, the first one was Christmas lights. Anybody remember what the second one was? Christmas trees. Good, very good. And uh, so today I want to talk about Christmas gifts, Christmas presents. And um, I was thinking about holidays in general, you know, and if you ask any kid, most kids maybe, to name their two favorite holidays, Christmas and their birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she knew it. She, you didn't even read my sermon yet. You just knew, right? Why? Why those two? Presents, of course. Halloween's fun. Candy, it's great. Thanksgiving is really nice. But come on. It's hard to top those two big gift-getting days. And, you know, if, if I'm being honest, which is my job, uh, I like them too. I like the gift-getting days. Now, when you've, <clears throat> when you've crested over the hill, those birthday presents seem a little bit more like condolences, right? <laughs> I'm so sorry you're another year older. <laughs> Hope this makes you feel better. But I, birthday's nice, but I love Christmas more. I love Christmas more. Because there's so much more to it, you know? Like, there's the lights and the carols. And then Carol sings the carols. That's nice. <laughs> there's cookies and stories. There's a candlelight service. 
tonight at 6. And then when you get home after church tonight, you'll snuggle on the couch under a blanket. You'll turn on the fan and you'll put on YouTube to a, <laughs> one of those videos of a fireplace, right? Because it's 60 degrees out. Traditional Texas Christmas. And all that's great. But then there's the, there's the presents. It's a big part of Christmas for most of us. And maybe, maybe that's kind of the point. Maybe the presents are kind of the point. I don't mean to suggest that Christmas is about stuff. It isn't about being a consumer. It isn't about maxing out your credit card. It isn't about piling up useless stuff. As a dad, I am trying to help my son learn that giving is more important than getting. And we should be happy when other people get good things. We don't have to be jealous. We can just be happy for them, right? Those are lessons I'm trying to help my kid learn. I believe all that. I stand by that. But maybe... Christmas is really about what we get more than it is about what we give. Now, um, I, I've never owned an elf on the shelf. You can do whatever you want in your house, but no thank you. I don't need the... Uh, I don't need a spy... <laughs> For Santa snitching on my kids, right? And, and, and importantly, I, I, I don't like... I think we get part of the Santa Claus story wrong, maybe. It just, well, it just doesn't sit right with me. The idea that he's got a, a nice list and a naughty list. Because like, I've met plenty of naughty kids, and you know what? They don't get coal, Sometimes they get really nice presents. <laughs> that part of the story never really jives with me, you know? And when I go out to buy the presents I'm going to give, I don't ask, whoa, boy, does my son deserve some Christmas presents this year? Do my, did my nephews earn their Christmas presents this year? I don't ask that. Because that's not how gifts work. That's how salaries work. When we give a gift, it shows our heart. It shows our love, our generosity. It, show, it shows how important the other person is to us. And some of the best gifts are the ones that provide for a need that the gift getter can't do for themselves. Doesn't, it's not about whether you deserve it. You know, as a congregation, a couple weeks ago, we did the angel tree. And wow, first off, I'm so, I'm so um, honored to be part of this church because in a week, we knocked out the whole angel tree, a week and a half still. That was great. But, you know, we, we didn't do that because those are nice kids. They might be nice. I've never met them, and I'm, I might never. I don't know if they're nice. You know what I know? They need. That's why we gave. 
because they're kids in need. I think that speaks to the heart of what Christmas is about. After all, Christmas is the story of God giving us a gift, one that we could never afford, one that we desperately need. He gave us his son. Gift wrapped in swaddling cloth. And here's the thing that that blows my mind. He gave his gift only to people on the naughty list. Jesus wasn't for the people on the nice list. Which, by the way, is a really short list from God's perspective. No, he, he gave it to the naughty ones. And I know that's a silly way of talking about something that's gravely serious, but I am trying to frame it here. I I mean what I'm saying. Jesus isn't what we deserve. God didn't give us what we deserve. He wasn't watching to see if we were nice. He gave us Jesus because we needed him. Isn't that one of the great compliments when you give somebody a gift and they open it up and they're like, oh, I really needed this. This is just what I needed. Doesn't it feel good when you're the gift giver and you get that response? Now, in our family, and maybe y'all do things differently in your family, but in our family, when we give a gift, we try to make sure all the price tags are taken off or maybe blacked out if they don't, you know. Because... It's tacky, you know, to put a number on the gift. And, and, and it gets, it's hard to resist maybe when a bunch of people are getting presents to kind of compare. And if the number's right there, it's, you know. And especially when it comes to gifts for children. I don't, I don't want my kid to open it up and be like, oh. Dad, do you know how much this costs? Like, no, just enjoy the gift, right? (laughs) But let's be real. When you sit around and open the presents or whatever, you kind of know. You kind of know. You can tell, usually, the difference between, like, a little spur-of-the-moment stocking stuffer and something expensive and costly, and, you know, knowing doesn't mean you're ungrateful, but you, you can tell. But you might not know exactly how much it costs. When I was a kid, um, way back before the dawn of the internet, one Christmas we got a Nintendo Entertainment System. I, have, I had no idea what the MSRP for that was, okay? But I knew it was a big deal. How much more are we, God's children, unaware of how costly God's gift was for us? You can't even put a dollar value on it. It's the most precious thing ever. God gave us his child. Every child is precious. Every child is priceless. But what about the Son of God? And and the thing is, it has to be that way. 
God couldn't give us a cheap gift because the whole point of giving us his son is how valuable he is. Because he gave us his son to be a ransom, to pay a debt far larger than we can imagine. Think about the weight of all your sins piled up. Right? Just, just think about every sin you've ever done and you can throw in that pile all the sins you are going to do. Jesus paid for that. And the person next to you, and the person across from you, your neighbors and your friends and your family and your enemies, every person who's ever lived, that's an expensive gift. And God didn't give it with strings attached. He didn't give it begrudgingly. He gave it willingly and generously, not because we deserved it, because it's not a reflection of what we deserve. He gave us that gift as a reflection of who he is, his generosity, his love, his kindness, and he gave it because we need it. So this year, as you go about exchanging gifts and opening your gifts and all that, I hope that you'll have a wonderful time of it. I hope you'll have the experience of being a good gift giver. But in the midst of all that, make sure we take time to be grateful to God for the gift that he gave us. A gift of incomparable worth. Not because we deserved it, but because we needed it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to be the ransom for our sins, to be the savior of the world. And when we say the world, that gives us some sense of scale. But we also mean that he is our savior, personally. Because it's not just a generic love for mankind, but it's a love for each and every person. And that includes us, each one of us here who hear your message today. Lord, fill us with your Christmas joy and gratitude in our hearts as we remember the greatest gift ever given, Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen.